Seven rules to create great leaders in your team. Today I want to give you these seven rules around creating great leaders in your team and I truly believe these can help you. I remember for me when I started leading a team and my initial approach really was to to think if I can just do the best I can, if I can just do my very best then and grow in all of my different leadership skills. Yeah, if I can grow in my competency to do what I'm uh, you know what I'm meant to be doing here then everyone will just follow me. And I, uh, you know, I look back and I see, I now view that as, as a really naive perspective if I look back at myself. And I also see how I didn't get the best out of anyone in my team when I was thinking like that. The big shift for me happened when I realized, wait a second, the biggest thing I can do to invest in the mission and the vision of my wider team, of my organization, is to raise great leaders and so these seven rules are all all about raising and developing great leaders so rule number one is the who rule number one is the who and a really easy way to look at this is patrick Len- patrick lanchoni's book the ideal team player i use the ideal team player all the time for clarity and for any clients i help with their hr and the three traits in the ideal team player are humble how humble is someone Hungry, how hungry are they? How, you know, do they go above and beyond? And smart, as Lencioni calls it. I think of it as people smart. He also calls it that. Like emotional intelligence, or another way he puts it is when they're in a room with a bunch of people, they are aware if they're <laughs> offending someone. If someone's not aware of that, then what they end up doing, uh, you know, what you'll end up finding is that that person will end up making a lot of messes. It's not something they can't grow in, but the first thing about really in terms of rules for great team, like really developing great leaders in your organization, in your team, is about this idea of who. Look at look at who they are and start with the three traits. The second thing I'd say is to have a conversation. Uh, the the second rule of developing great leaders is to have a conversation. Let me let me put it this way. When was the last time you sat down with some of the key people in your team and had a conversation with them about the future? And the easiest thing you could do, if I was going to give you one tip around this rule, is to speak vision over them. What do you see in their life? What do you see that they're extraordinarily gifted at? Have you told them that? What If you imagine what they might be doing in 20 years, just for a second, stop and think of one of the leaders in your team. And I want you to think, what might that person be doing in 20 years? Just give yourself a few seconds. Whether it's John or Nancy or whoever it is in your team, what might they be doing in 20 years? One of the one of the things you can do is in this conversation with them is, is say to them, hey, you know what, Nancy, I see like one thing that comes to mind for me when I when I work with you is I see the potential you have. In my mind, I see down the track, you know, I maybe sitting on boards. Uh, you're so strategic with how you think. Definitely being an instrumental person in governance and sitting on boards and uh, executive teams at a higher level than what we're doing here. And, uh, and that's a great place to start. The third thing I'd say, the third rule for raising great leaders is the square of delegated responsibility. I can't remember where this comes from. You'll have to Google that and I do want to honor them. It's not my idea. Uh, the square of delegated responsibility starts here. So if we go through the, the square up here is where we say to someone when it comes to delegation, if you want to invest in your people, Stop thinking about delegation as a black or white, am I or am I not doing it? Think of it as the four square, 
uh, the four points of the square of delegated responsibility. You watch, I do. This can be really easily uh, started with a conversation where you say, hey, initially, why don't you just watch how I lead team meetings? Why don't you watch how I manage this key account? Why don't you come to meetings and just watch? Why don't you watch how I navigate um, you know, this upcoming workshop I've got to do with some stakeholders? So you just get them to watch. I, uh, and so it's I do, you watch. And then it's I do, you help. So that's where you invite them and say, come and start helping me. And then it's I help, you do. So now there's a big change through here. This is where we're saying, I actually want you to do it now, but I'm going to be there to help you. And then once, they, once they're once they really competent, then over here it says, you know what, you're flying with this. I think you can actually do this. I'll still be here uh, for accountability. You know, if you're the direct report, you know, and KPIs, and we can talk about that, but off you go. Um, I'll be watching from afar. <laughs> you, can, you can roll with this now. So that's a great way to think about uh, delegation. The fourth thing when it comes to rules of investing with people in your team is to connect with them. There's a, a wonderful framework from a psychiatrist based here in Brisbane, Dr. John Warlow, and he talks about this idea of the CURE framework. And CURE stands for connect, understand, respond, engage. Connect, understand, respond, engage. What do we do as leaders? We focus in on engaging. We say, I want, I need to engage people. I need to get better engagement with my team, with my stakeholders. With So if you're looking at raising leaders in your team, go back a few steps. And instead of starting by thinking about how they're engaging with you, come back to connect, understand, respond, engage. But start with connect. The beautiful thing about connecting is it changes your goals. It's not about getting them, you know, to go to another level as a leader. It takes it right back to how can I spend five minutes with them? What might it look like this week for me to check in with them and spend a bit of time with them? It's it's things like giving them a quick phone call after they've done an important task and saying, "Hey, how did how'd you go? How'd you find it?" it it's it's things like checking in with them and um, and not not asking about work when something important happens, you know, anniversary in their in their life and um, or you know something important in their kids' lives, and and you say, "Hey, how was that?" Um, you know, you mentioned there was a really important soccer match coming up. How did that go? Was that on the weekend? Yeah. And you don't do us about work. You just connect. And the easiest way to connect is to spend time with people. There's a there's a great saying that I heard from uh, from a friend of mine, where which I, I can't remember once again where this comes from, but do want to give honor where that's where that's due. But uh, but he said, you know, when it comes to parenting, and I believe it's the same thing with connecting with anyone, but parenting, uh, love is spelt T-I-M-E. And when it comes to leadership, leadership and raising great leaders is spelt T-I-M-E. You know, if you want to care, if you're going, how can I be more caring, compassionate, empathetic? Well, all those things are spelt T-I-M-E. Spend time with your people, not just about work. Get in the trenches with them. And uh, as someone said to me the other day, we talk about an open door policy and they were saying, but what is this thing about open doors? The question isn't, do you have an open door? The question is, do your people feel like they can come to you, come through that door anytime? There's a difference. And if you want to build that and you want to raise great leaders in your team, then have an open door policy. But the real, the real type of open door policy, where it's not just a physically open door, but where you've got people coming to you and, and knowing it's safe 
and um, you know they feel like they can come and talk to you about anything. And the only way you're going to do that is by going to them first. That's the fourth thing, connecting. Uh, the fifth thing I would say, and this might sound a little bit counterintuitive, but if you want to raise great leaders in your team, then one of the best things you can do is to get your leaders to raise great leaders in their teams. If you want to raise great leaders in your team, get your leaders to raise great leaders in their team. Why do I say that? Because when it comes to great leadership, great leaders invest in people and raise leaders. So what we're really talking about is one of the core pillars of great leadership. And so if you want to raise great leaders, teach them one of the core pillars. Make it a KPI. Make it make it important that all of our team, uh, obviously this is more focused on where you have people in your team who are leading people. Sometimes you will have a team where the people in your team are more uh, doing the work and you're the person leading people. It's a bit different. But if you're in a situation where you can, where you do have people in your team who are also leading other people in some form, then invest in them and teach them how to start raising great leaders. Teach them about the things I'm talking about here, about what to look for in the people on their team, about how to delegate, all these things. Firstly, what that will do is it'll make you better at it because the best way to learn is to teach. It's, it's a, there's nothing like trying to train someone else to do something that gets you to question how you're doing it and takes you to another level. And by them starting to actually do that for their people, you're going to make them a better leader automatically just by getting them to start having these conversations because eventually they're going to be in a role like yours and they're going to need to know this stuff. And so why don't you start um, helping the people on your team to start actually raise great leaders in their teams. Rule number six, when it comes to raising great leaders and developing great leaders in your team and in your organization is to watch what you walk past. Watch what you walk past. Let me put that in a question. What have you walked past in the past month? What have you walked past recently that was actually something really important to the in terms of values and behaviors for you as a team or as an organization? And when I say walked past, you've chosen not to deal with it. And uh, there's a saying that culture isn't just what you create. Culture is what you're willing to walk past. So you can spend all this time creating culture, but if you're willing to walk past that and not deal with it, then that is going to, uh, th- then that's going to be part of your culture. And so, if you want to deal with, if you want to have people who are encouraging and leading others well in your team, who are um, following through on what they say they're going to do, then watch what you walk past. If you want to develop great leaders, and this is the other trick, which is which is really interesting. If you want to lose your best people, which no one does, the quickest way to do that is to tolerate poor behavior by other employees, particularly those people who are, uh, well, to be really harsh, the, the, the lower performers in your organization or the people where you go, they're just very difficult or they're making, they're, they're just, um, they're, they're not doing well in their role. Hey, tolerate their poor behavior, particularly when it comes to core values and your best people will leave. And we don't want that. Instead, we want the flip side. We want to help our people who are underperforming to step up uh, or to step out and find something that is a fit for them. So that's the sixth thing. And then the seventh thing, and this is where I want to land it, is I want to encourage you. You want to develop and raise great leaders in your team, then you need to develop and raise your own leadership. Develop and raise your own leadership. When was the last time you read a leadership book? 
when was the last time you invested financially in your own leadership by going on a course, by having a coach? Uh, when was the last time you subscribed to some podcasts that are a bit uncomfortable for you? There's some great podcasts, Kerry Newhoff, Craig Grishel, uh, John Maxwell. I love the Tim Ferriss show. There's these different, uh, my encouragement to you would be, you've got to keep learning. Uh, we talked about humility and one of those traits. You want to, you want to be a humble, hungry, people smart leader. And one of the best ways you can do is to grow in each of those things and to grow and develop your own leadership. Because if you'll do that, if you'll grow and develop your own leadership, then uh, there's a great quote from Brian Houston where he says, you can't change culture, you can only be culture. So don't try to change culture of the leaders necessarily. Start by being that culture. You want leaders who invest in leaders. You want leaders who follow through on what they say they're going to do. You want leaders who are uh, disciplined in this way or that way. You want leaders who treat people like X, Y, or Z. Then start by being that leader yourself. So there's seven rules for raising great leaders in your team, for developing great leaders in your team and organization. Go out and get started on those today. Well, I hope today's episode of the John O'White Leadership Podcast has helped you in your leadership. Just a reminder that everything we do in this podcast and at Clarity is to invest in you, is to invest in people like you to become the very best you can be, to become everything you're meant to be in order to fill the world with healthy organizations that people love to work for and customers line up to buy from. That's our heart. Uh, and if you're just joining us for the first time, then do make sure you go to consultclarity.org. That's consultclarity.org. We have so many incredible resources on there. We have the 1500 answers. So 1500 leaders from around the world have done the seven questions on leadership. It's completely free to access. It's on our website. You can find it there. And their answers are so helpful. There's so much wisdom there. And I'd encourage you to do that. And the other thing I'd encourage you to do is to share your thoughts on leadership. Yes, I do believe that you have advice from your life and your experience and your context, no matter how young, how old, or what part of the world you're in and what industry you lead in, that other leaders can learn from. So if you're interested in giving back, it's free to get involved. You can fill out the seven questions on leadership and the starting point is just to express your interest in doing it. And you do that by going to consultclarity.org forward slash seven hyphen questions hyphen interest, or you can Google seven questions interest consultclarity.org and it'll pop up there and there's a form for you to fill out. Another thing on our website I encourage you to get is our free download of the Leadership Survival Guide. It's just on the homepage, consultclarity.org, right at the top, completely free, 57-page ebook, 10 world-class leaders give their thoughts on leadership, what they've found challenging, uh, the book that's really been helpful for them and a bunch of other things. So make sure you download the free Leadership Survival Guide on our website. The other thing you can do is we have a daily email that, uh, that you might want to join. We have 15,000 leaders receiving that email right now. And what we put in there every day is uh, a highlight from our content, one of our podcasts, a blog, uh, a book, some, uh, maybe a book we're reading. Uh, we also have in there exclusive 
and limited access, early access for our subscribers to our masterclasses and workshops on all topics of leadership like work-life balance, emotional intelligence, how to coach others, a bunch of topics like that. Whenever that happens, you wanna be subscribed and you can subscribe by going to consultclarity.org forward slash subscribe and join 15,000 other leaders. Now my gift to you is to work incredibly hard uh, to make this content as helpful as possible and to invest in you, that's, that's my gift to you. And if you've found this helpful, uh, particularly if this has been an investment in your leadership and helped you to move forward, then your gift to me could be to write a review that is, I can't even explain how helpful that is. It, it really does help us to get the word out there about our content and to invest in more leaders like you or give us a rating wherever you're watching or listening. Give us a rating and make sure you subscribe or follow. Those things are super helpful. Another thing that means a lot to me personally is when I see members of our community sharing our content or anywhere on social media. If you do that, hey, make sure you look for John O. White and look for Clarity and tag us and uh, our team is always on the lookout. When we see you share something uh, from us, we, we will often engage and even potentially share your content with what you say um, with the rest of the community. So make sure you do that. Go and share it on social media. We'll be watching for that. That's another way you can really help us out. Uh, last of all is my book, Step Up or Step Out. If you're a leader and you are finding it challenging to deal with someone because you're finding it uh, difficult, you're just on different wavelengths, then check out my, my book, Step Up or Step Out, How to Deal with Difficult People Even If You Hate Conflict. It's available on Amazon. You can look up Step Up or Step Out, John O'White, or go to store.consultclarity.org forward slash book. I really believe that uh, from 50% of my coaching sessions, this topic has come up again and again, and that's why I believe so deeply in the three-step process I go through in Step Up or Step Out. Leaders say, John O, I'm so sick of not knowing how to deal with this. I don't want it to all blow up. What do I do? That's why I wrote Step Up or Step Out, and I really hope that can help you. So go and check out, uh, go and check out my book. And uh, thank you so much for listening. We're going to be back with a new episode of the John O'White Leadership Podcast next time. I hope today has helped you take another step towards becoming the very best leader you can be and ultimately becoming everything I believe you're meant to be. We'll see you next time.